Man, did you know Bible says in John 3, 16 that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that if you believe in him, you're not perish but have eternal life? What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Gen Z Faith in Action Season 3, Episode 2. What is up, Isaac? It's a rainy day. Um, Come on. It's relaxing. It is. Relaxing day. How have you been since oh, the last great, time man. we met? Oh, it's been a good. Um, it's walking my faith this year. Come on. As usual. What's our, you know, sometimes eyes closed, but we're still <laughs> one day at a time stepping. You know, here we go. Amen. We're doing a little tango with God. Three step in. Well, three is it three step, two step? Two, two step. Two the two step. Two step. Um, is that from Texas? They dance from Texas. Yeah. Wait, that's crazy. Speaking no, of speaking of Texas, Isaac, you were there during the summer for like I feel like ever three months. I think you met some really good friends. You told me all about them all the time, and I feel like I knew them even though I didn't know them. Isaac, um, do you have them here with you today? Yeah, so if you guys remember um, a few episodes back, a few seasons back, uh, I talked about a stud named Brian, and he just happens to be here with me today. What a guy. Um, And um, Mark as well. I met these two guys in Texas. Yes. Such mogs, men of God. Mm. Um, Great community. So um, they're going to share their testimonies today. Yeah. um, As there's power and vulnerability. So um, you guys will have your ears blessed. Mm. Yes. So we're going to go to... Any, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by its toe. Mark's gone first because um, <laughs> we just decided to. The Holy Spirit prompted. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's up, guys? This is this is Mark here. Let's say Brian or Mark. You said you said Mark, but you pointed at Brian. No way, no way. <laughs> I'm so bad. I meant it. Yeah, yeah. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Happy to be here, Indiana. Um, it's been amazing visiting Isaac and. Brian's been with me throughout the whole trip, so it's it's been fun. Hey, um, just put your mic up just a little bit more. We're here. Good guys, this is their first time being on the pod. Um, a pod, really, right? Yeah, it's first time on any yeah, podcast. Any podcast. Texas just does not have it when it comes to podcasts. I'm just kidding. They don't. They're lacking. Nope. Get on it. <laughs> Where's my Gen Z people in Texas? I want to see as many podcasts from Gen Z Christians out there. All right? Make it happen. I'll make it happen. Mark, make it happen, please. It'll happen, for okay. sure. All right, let's, so just tell us, you know, it can be as brief, it can be as, you know, in depth, but what, um, you are a Christian and just tell us a little bit about your journey and, um, coming to Christ. Right. For sure. Um, so I guess a little bit about myself. I was born in Houston and I currently go to the university of Texas at Austin, um, fourth year student studying civil engineering. Um, it's been amazing, um, and I feel like God's really used college to grow me in the same ways. But yeah, I grew up in a Christian household, so I was born into a family that just really loved the Lord, especially my parents. And my dad kind of always um, encouraged me to read my Bible and to pray. And I remember he would always me- like make us memorize um, verse cards, or like um, Bible verses on index cards, and just like memorize yeah. as many as possible. And I think this was one of the biggest blessings like I could have asked for, you know, just being born in a Christian family. What was your um, uh, first like? verse you remember man um probably the super 
basic. Um, what's up? Philippians, Philippians 4.13. <laughs> Super basic, Philippians 4.13. Um, and then also Galatians 2.20 was like one of the first Bible Wait, verses I ever What is that? I'm, I'm so glad. Um, I'm crucified with Christ. And it's no longer mm. I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. No longer I who live. Hey, amen. <laughs> amen, bro. I love that song. <laughs> but yeah, um, parents always kind of got me really involved in church. And um, I just, yeah, kind of lived a pretty, I guess, chill childhood. Um, but yeah, like I always tell people this, but... I like knew a lot of Bible stories. I would go to Sunday school, but like I never um, like had a personal like relationship with Jesus, never had a personal relationship with the father. Um, and it wasn't until like a series of events, I guess that kind of happened in high school that kind of led me towards that. I really desire that relationship with Jesus. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So um, what was like, like, like you know, like, as some of our testimonies that like, we grow up with our parents' faith, but what was that like? You know, there has to come a time where um, we like grasp our parents' faith for our own, and what, what kind of, what it kind of looked like for you to be like, all right, man, like this isn't what I want for myself, kind of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'd say like to, kind of towards the end of high school, um, I found myself looking for love in really all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, putting um, I define love as you know family members love for me. Yeah. And when family members would fail me, like I was kind of lost and I didn't know where to go. And so I guess a big part of my testimony is that I found a lot of my identity and what girls thought of me right. um, or how much I was loved by girls. And I remember, yeah. um, yeah, just like really falling in love with this girl, my senior year of high school. And I really thought that was like the definition of love. I was like, dude, this is it. Like yeah. I'm so loved right now. I'm so up, um, <laughs> bro, bro, like, really soon, really fast. I was down. Like after we broke up and like, I was very heartbroken. Like I found myself in a spot where I just didn't know what love was. Like I didn't feel worthy enough to be loved. Like I, um, yeah, like I really thought back to like a lot of things in my life. And I was like, dude, like, am I just, is it just me? Like, am I not deserving of love? Um, and I, I think my dad, um, was a, is a big part of my testimony because he always like encourages me through scripture, um, and I remember at a time where he didn't know I was like really going through it. He encouraged me with the Bible verse and I couldn't tell you exactly what it was, but it was in that moment that God softened my heart. And like, I truly like good. felt God's love. I was like, dude, like God really loves me. Like yeah. he has my whole life. Like it wasn't until then that like God helped me realize that. And at that point I was like, dude, like God loves me. Okay. Now what, like how do I yeah. develop my relationship with him? I and mean, I think God, you really use the beginning of college to kind of help me. Um, yeah, place people in my life that really helped me like learn how to intentionally read the Bible, intentionally yeah. pray, and develop these spiritual habits that kind of helped me like just sit at God's feet and for for Him to like really allow me to love Him more and just feel His love even more. And so, yeah, yeah, what have been some, that's super good. Um, what have been some habits that like through your like spiritual walk have helped you um, grow in your faith? Like, what has pushed you closer to Christ? Dude, yeah, there's really two big habits that kind of are a huge part of my testimony. First one is kind of basic and obvious, but prayer, I think yeah, with prayer, like you can't really get close to anyone if you're not continuously talking to them. Um, and it's more than just you like talking to Jesus. It's a two-way conversation yeah. with the Father wants to speak to you as well. And he wants to spend time with you. And through this, you kind of yeah grow closer to him. Um, and then also confession. Yeah. Um, confession oh, yeah. is something that I didn't know was possible in high school, dude. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to tell yeah. anyone that I'm going through this or I'm going through that. Um, but in college, like God placed me with people that 
loved on me so hard and just made it so easy to like just tell them what I was going through, what I was struggling with in my my spiritual walk. And um, I think there's power in vulnerability. And Isaac, you yeah. always say that. Oh yeah, I feel like it's so true. Like God uses vulnerability, and like iron sharp, sharpens iron. You know? Yeah. Actually, I want that to be my next tattoo. Like iron sharpens iron, mm. along with other ones. But like that's so important and. Like, I think Iron Sharpens Iron best at Chipotle, though. Uh, no, I was kidding. Uh, but that's so, I love that, you know, you talk about prayer and, like, talking to the Father. Like, you don't get closer to, to someone without talking. And that's, like, one of my biggest prayers this year for, you know, someone, the young believers. Like, when I'm a young believers, people that have just started, um, be, just become Christians, that they would really talk to God like their best friend. Yeah, they would pray, you know, about everything and worry about nothing, like the scripture says. But I, I love that. Um, expand on like, so you started, you know, walking with Christ. You know, were there any struggles along the way uh, after you really put your faith to your, you know, making it your faith? Right. Um, just maybe talk about that. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think one of the biggest struggles. Um, of like my Christian walk, especially when I wanted to start doing that intentionally was like me feeling like I was not deserving or like not, um, I guess good enough to talk to the father, like even approach him or like, like I have, I don't, you know, I don't deserve to like talk to him. Like I don't deserve to be loved or even try to like have a relationship with him. I just, yeah. And I think a verse that helped me a lot through this is a verse in Hebrews that says approach the throne of grace with confidence if you are in Christ. And um, that really helped me a lot because like, it kind of, I think one thing I learned is that God really wants us to approach him. Like he finds joy every single time we run back to him. Um, every single time, like we fail, like run back to the father and like, he finds joy in that. Like, um, yeah, that's helped me a lot through my Christian walk, but I think just that like feeling undeserving and at the end of the day, we are undeserving, but that's yeah. the beauty of the gospel and his grace that like, he has no reason to love us, but truth is, and he does, you know, all his love. Oh, it's such a great mystery. Um, that's all in awestruck wonder. It's like a, such an awestruck kind of love. Um, but today, actually, Mark got a um, free indeed tattoo, his first <laughs> tattoo on his thigh. Um, so super quick, if you want to talk about um, freedom in Christ, how that has like how you found freedom. Like I know you said you um, search for love and like um, women, which like is a big part of my testimony as well. Um, but for anyone struggling with that, like to kind of talk a little bit about like. Um, freedom in Christ, how, you, how you've been set free, and then um, we'll pass it to Brian and hear, uh, hear about his testimony. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so today I did get my first tat ever, um, free indeed, and I think this is like, just resonates with me a lot. Um, it's referring to John 8, 3, John 8, 36, it says, who the son sets free is free indeed. And I think for the longest time, like I was, I just felt like I was utterly controlled by like sinful habits and like just finding my identity in girls, and I just felt like it's something that I could never escape. I was like, dude, I'm always going to, like yeah. care so much about what girls think about me and what other people think about me and me wanting to please others. But I think, you know, realizing that when Jesus died on that cross, he defeated sin and death. And because of that, because of the ultimate sacrifice, like I'm not a, a slave to sin anymore. Like he adopted me into his family um, and I'm set free. Right? Like that's my identity, a child of God, not a sinner. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, as like you said, there's power and vulnerability. Um, but yeah, that just makes me think of like how we're transformed by the renewal of our mind. Mm. Like we think we're stuck in this forever, but we're not, you know, God is good by his wounds. We're healed. Amen. Um, so Brian, uh, you guys heard about this guy. 
a long, long time ago, uh, and he's finally here with us. So um, we're going to jump right into this guy's testimony. Oh, he's such uh, – he sharpens all, – all of Texas, man. This dude is just loving on me and super encouraging and uh, such a man of God. So, uh, Isaac, you shared a story. <laughs> I think you lost your car or like what was oh. – <laughs> hold on. Was that, is, that, is that true? You lost your car in Texas, towed, yeah. and it got towed. And that you is were correct. With the, you were with this man for searching <laughs> for it. I was. So first off, I just want to say thank you for having me here. I'm super excited to be on the podcast and be here in a beautiful Indiana. <clears throat> H uh, uh, Hoosier State, yeah. Hoosier State. That's right. I almost said H Town, but that's like that's Houston. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just a little backstory. These guys came in to Chick Fil A Saturday, and I knew I, I knew you guys were coming. I just didn't know when. And I was just like, do my normal manager things. I was about to count money. I see you guys walk in the door. I'm just like, big old smile. Cause I was like, finally, like, kind of like you said, like, you're like, oh my gosh, a face to the voice of the podcast. And I'm like, faces to, you know, Isaac's really close friends from Texas. So it's really cool to have you guys here and uh, just to talk about the one who we love the most. Come on. Absolutely. So thank Jesus. you. But yeah. Tell us about, you know, your life with Christ and, a little bit um, how you became a Christian mm-hmm. and all the things in between. So briefly before I get into that, to recap Isaac's story of what happened in Texas with the car. So <laughs> probably one of the funniest moments of the entire summer by far. But we go to a day trip down in San Antonio. I wanted to show him the Alamo, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, never seen it before. Um, exactly. So we go down. We park in this random kind of sketchy parking lot in downtown San Antonio. Very sketchy. <laughs> my phone isn't working to pay for parking. Like you have to scan the little QR codes, right? My phone wasn't loading. So I'm like, Isaac, can you just pay on yours and or just scan it? We'll be fine. So we do it. He says he's good. We go to Alamo. Have a great day. Go get lunch. Go see Alamo. Fun stuff, right? A couple hours later in the afternoon, we come back. Do you remember the Alamo? <laughs> oh, man. We'll never forget it. You can never forget the, the Alamo. Hundreds of dollars <laughs> gone from our bank account. It's permanent. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I come back to the parking lot and my car is completely gone. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I parked here. And I'm like, where did my car go? And my first initial thought was like, it was stolen because yeah. Isaac had paid for it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had paid for the parking. So, like, we oh. thought. <laughs> so I asked him, like, Isaac, you paid for parking, right? He's like, yeah, no, I know, I know for sure I did. I even pulled, he showed me the receipt. Like, your receipt's right here. I have it. I'm like, all right, well, if you paid for it, the only other option is that it got stolen, right? But I look around, but I look around <laughs> the parking lot and there's a bunch of nicer cars there. I'm like, why would they steal my little Hyundai? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. So I summons up. I'm like, all right, show me the receipt. And I look at the receipt and it's the wrong digits of the license plate. But not only just one letter of the license plate, it was like everything. Was, there's one right number. It was like four and I, digits I were stare, wrong. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. But this, this, <laughs> Brian. Wait, how did the, wait, wait. How did the wrong digits and wrong numbers and everything, how did that? Autocorrect. A great question. Uh, we blame it on, I blame it on autocorrect. <laughs> I have no idea to this day how that happened. Um, I definitely was a little frustrated. Oh at the no, time. Brian's the most gentle, or so I thought. The most gentle, <laughs> <laughs> the most gentle like guy ever. And I look around. I turn around. And he just chucks his hat on the ground. I didn't, and like at this point, I'm not even scared about the car. I'm scared like if I'm gonna die or not. So like, but. Uh, we made it out. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Found it. We, it was actually like, by the grace of God, we saw a truck with the towing phone number on it, like just drive by. So we called it on there. Um, and then it was, we found it later, $200 later. Yeah, it was like $250 or something. Yeah, and this, but 
Yeah. But luckily they, they all came through, they all pitched in. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was, it was an experience, you know, when you're things in the moment, you, yeah. you don't find it fun, but at, looking back on it now, it's a memory we're going to have. Forever, but it also so. shows like it's all temporary kind of thing. Like, you know, everything's absolutely. So yeah, a little bit about my story. Um, I definitely grew up in the church, um, grew up in a Christian, uh, household, Jesus loving family, which I was super blessed, um, by, um, and I would say all throughout my younger years, um, basically I went to Sunday school a lot, kind of knew all the Bible stories, right. was very, um, involved in that sense and had a great families to, had a great family to lead me in that. Do you have a favorite one? Favorite one, my bad. A favorite Bible story? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm not sure I necessarily have a certain story that I would say my, is my favorite, but I will say I really love the character of Paul and his transformation. Oh, oh yeah. So Paul is my favorite. One that's not even like in Veggie Tales. Did you watch exactly. That? Wow. I, oh, of course. Of course. They should put Paul. Yeah. Okay. This is really often. Um, if Paul was a character in Veggie Tales, what vegetable would he be? Mm, I think he would be. Or a fruit, I guess. That's a good question. I think, think about be, it, guys. I think it'd be an eggplant. Dude, eggplant. I eggplant too. Eggplant. I kid you not. I think he's an eggplant. Yeah, Paul's definitely an eggplant. Okay. Yeah. Can you kind of elaborate on that? I, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, like trying to squint and figure out what the heck so you're talking like about. The purple and like it's just Paul's personality. The, the stud and like the stud and like amazing. Yeah. And, I guess like it's kind of just one. Yeah, I get it. Yep. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm yeah, basically the whole story of life of Paul. I think that's. That's probably my favorite story to read. Cool. Yeah. And I think that is important because it really played a pivotal um, role in my journey, in my walk with faith, uh, with Jesus. Um, so yeah, basically growing up, um, again, was went to church, did all the church things, right? Um, but I would say that my faith was kind of hollow. If I was, if there's one word to describe it, I'd say it was hollow because all of elementary school, all of middle school, I was always the kid that like, I was the goody two-shoes kid that everyone yeah. like that, People, all the kids literally, like, if they started, if they were cursing and I was there around them, they, yeah. would, they would look at me, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, Brian. Like, Dude, I apologize. So, and so at the horrible. time, yeah. yeah, and at the time, it made me feel good because I'm like, oh, okay, if they feel bad around doing bad things around me, like, then I must be doing something right. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm being a good white. Exactly. You know, I'm being a good, you know, Christian, yeah. But at the, but what I, looking back at it now, I really wish they would have felt more comfortable being them, their selves around me and, like, taking themselves as they are to me and not having to change for me, not having to apologize for the way they're acting to be around me, but that they would just come as they are. And I would just accept them and love them for who they were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was basically the, the kind of kid that I was that again, I knew all the stories, knew all this and went to church, but uh, was very involved with my church. But again, I kind of had a hollow faith and that really hurt me um, when I got um, older and into high school. And when I started f- facing the struggles of yeah. that life brings um, and because I didn't have that, that firm foundation, again, my faith was really hollow. I fell into a lot of, um, sin and just habitual sin, a lot of just fell into pornography and lust. And just that really just ripped me yeah. apart. Yeah. And I, the, the key thing for me too, is I tried to face it alone, right? I didn't feel like I had Christian community around me at all to really help me with that. So I'd walk through that battle every day by myself. And I realized that my strength would not be able to overcome this right by myself. Yeah. And when Brian and I were in Texas, I remember one time like 12 AM, we, we like kind of slipped away to the cafeteria. Um, this is kind of before we were close. And like, we talked about our testimonies in like the dark for like a long time. And he got vulnerable with me and like, like all this like lust, like struggle and stuff. 
And uh, I looked at this guy and I never would have thought like vulnerability. There is so much power. Cause I was like, damn, I'm not alone. If Brian, like, like it just made me feel so loved and like um, the vulnerability and transparency that he showed me, it was like, wow, there's so much power in it because um, it just like, just like iron sharpens iron. I was so sharpened by just his honesty and like, man, um, we're not in this fight alone. So oh, that was just super good and community wise. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And just, it's helped so much to know that there's other people you have the other Christian lo- or Jesus loving people, other Christians out there that are going through the same sin struggles that you are, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. it's really easy to forget that you go to church and just everyone seems to be living their best lives or doing all, all well and dandy. Right. And then yeah. you don't yeah. realize what's actually going on the inside. So to have Isaac, to be able to walk through that and especially sharing the same struggles was, um, yeah, it was a game changer for me. Yeah. I think it's so funny. You're around someone and they look like, they have everything together. Um, run. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Oh, run. Because they don't. They lie into you. And if you're friends too, yeah, run like that. Um, <laughs> that's so, this group is funny to be with. Um, I can't hold it together. But like, that, that's so crazy. You know, I, I think if there's one epidemic that needs to be talked about on the news more, if there's one epidemic that needs to be shared on social media more, it's the pornography and you know, that it grips you at such a young age. Mm, absolutely. And I remember like being exposed to it for, for the first time. I wasn't even trying to, mm. and it was it, like, man, like, you know, like when you're in school, like everyone talks about, you know, trying to say this without being like, uh, explicit, whatever it's called, but all the things that like in the locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. You know, mm-hmm. everyone wants to talk about that. And you're like, what is that? Like as a young, like really innocent Christian, like, what is that? What is that? What is that? Mm-hmm. And then it, finally you, you get a glimpse of it and like, Oh my. And it, it, I was so young. I didn't know really what was happening, but like, if you let it, it will control your whole life. Oh, absolutely. And, you know. And it did for my life. Wow. Like, for a large portion of it. And was that beginning of high school? Yeah, that would say that was honestly probably going back into middle school and wow. then wow. into high school. Yeah. Definitely first couple of years of high school. And, um, again, I just tried to fight that. And I knew I knew what I was doing was wrong, right? Yeah. But it just, yep. I didn't have, I didn't have that firm foundation to go beforehand and be like, okay, what I'm doing right now, like there's something better on the other side of this, mm. right? Like if I died at this, there's something better that I can receive that I don't know yeah. what is right now, but there is something better. Right. So that, and I didn't know that at the time. Um, so this fast forward, that was kind of freshman sophomore year. And that also bled into my relationship, which led to a lot of lust at that time. So just definitely like not a great place in my past, but I would say um, kind of going into junior year, I know a lot of people um, during uh, the COVID epidemic, like that was not their best. Like that was kind of a tough time for a lot of people to be in because, you know, you're closed, you're isolated away from everyone, you know? Um, <clears throat> but for me, God actually used like that COVID time yeah. to actually teach me a lot. And That's so good. it was awesome. Cause I was in my home, you know, for months at a time during junior year. And I was like, well, I have nothing else to do. So why not just pick up my Bible? And I can tell you, like, again, I had used my Bible before I'd read it, but like, this was the first time in my life that I actually picked up a Bible on my own volition and read it on my own terms for what I wanted to get out of it. Not just because it's what we had in Sunday school. Right. Yeah. So 
or at youth group or whatever. So like, this is the first time I actually picked it up. I'm like, all right, whatever you like, you want me to know God, like, please teach me this. And like, that was the first time where I actually like fell in love with reading the word. And like, he spoke to me so much in that time. And I just got so excited to read it day after day after day, like in between classes, like online classes, we had like an hour yes, gap and I'd dude. open up and I would just like, just pour into it. And I was like, this is so good. Why am I not like he started doing this wow. earlier? So I think that grew me a lot. And at the same time, the church that I went to, we had like a new like leadership change within yeah. our youth group. And um, at that time, they, these people that like our new pastor um, really took time to be more intentional with me mm-hmm. and actually um, uh, asked me deeper, harder questions than I'd ever been asked before that maybe get outside yeah. of my comfort zone, maybe be uncomfortable and maybe um, like, you know, question like, okay, well, like what is my faith really, really built on? Right. Um, so that was really awesome to have that, um, a new experience and, and reading the word and being surrounded by people that want to push me in my faith. Um, and that all happened junior into, into senior year of high school. Um, and then, um, fast forward after I graduated high school, um, one of my biggest prayers was asking for Christian community. Cause that's something that I didn't feel like I had at all in high school, um, come from a very small town. So everyone knew each other's business, uh, California. Oh, wow. So yeah, a little small town called Madera, California. Um, wow. So yeah, like you grew up at like high school and mm-hmm. everything. Everything, and I just wow. Yeah, I just okay, moved. So, yeah. How do you? You're in Texas now, but like, mm-hmm. how did you get there? Just for school? Yeah, just for college. Wow. So I um, I wanted to go to school for sport management, which I'm studying now. And um, there's really no schools that offered good programs you over in the here. West Coast. Uh, UND. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, so, and I felt uh, God calling me to, to come to Texas. And, um, and so, yeah, I came here and God provided me, it was such an answer prayer. God provided me with such great community here. Um, wow. literally the first day I moved in, I met this guy, Mark, and like, we became best yeah, friends yeah. ever since. Um, and yeah, just got plugged into a local church really quickly, which was such a blessing. And like, my faith has definitely grown so much, um, since, call, since arriving in Texas. What? Well, like what church is it? Austin. Yeah, it's called the Austin Stone. That's the one we go Austin to. Stone. Okay. Yeah, um, I know Mark and I love it a lot. Uh, we have some really great leaders there. Really great community. Um, it's a lot of uh, college students at the location that we go to, so, so it's good. nice to be in a community. But um, yeah, super great church. Um, so yeah, and I would uh, really at the end of the day, I think my, what my story shows more than more than us, more than others, I guess, is just that like following Jesus. There's there's something like so amazing about dying to yourself. Right. And like, mm, come on, when I, come on. When I started to die to myself and like, I just saw so much beauty that there is on the other side. Like, just like Paul talks about, like he considers all things garbage compared to this passing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah. Like literally everything else that I thought I had, like this, this, this lust for women or, um, like this self image I have of being a perfect Christian, like all that was was garbage compared to yeah. just actually having an intentional wow. and loving relationship with Christ. So, um, yeah. And that not, and that's not to say that, uh, you know, I've completely, um, you know, washed away like that, that sin is like completely out of my life. Cause it's yeah. something that I still struggle with, but I've gotten a lot, a lot better at. But the main thing is, is I'm no longer like a slave to that. But before on. in high school, I was a slave. I had no other, I just would keep going back to it. Right. Yeah. But like now it's like, even if I do mess up or fail every, every whatever, like I can get right back up. I'm not staying down yep. on the ground being, yep. I can stand back up and walk out of those chains because like Jesus has unlocked those handcuffs. And I'm no longer a slave anymore. So good. And, um, 
Colossians says like sin, this power of sin has no longer has a power over us. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. Um, also on Isaac, like um, if you read Colossians, like it just states over and over again that, you know, we are free from the sin. We are free from the law that the, um, he doesn't say like the law is bad, but you know, all the rules and all the religion, we are free from it yeah. because of Jesus finished work on the cross. And I was telling him like, I have forgotten all of the things that I would do. Like, okay, I'm going to delete this thing on my phone. I'm going to have a screen time. Like all of these, you know, practical things like, yes, that's having practical steps are good. And but I was like, nah, because Jesus is enough. Mm-hmm. His work on the cross is enough to take away the power of sin over my life. And yes, like I've had thoughts come back and, you know, yes, I've, you know, still like, not even talking about lust, but just like, you know, sin of gossip, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that happens. But through the power of Jesus, I don't, you know, I'm not controlled by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm convicted when it you know does happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that, like you said, you need to have people in your life that you're around, like godly community. You need to have leaders in your life, you know, pouring into you. And the word, like, I don't know what scripture that's from, the garbage. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. And I just love that, and you know the word. And it, I love that you spent a whole school year just really digging deep. Yeah. And uh, when you say that, really change things for you? Oh, absolutely. Like hundred percent. I think my faith in college has grown exponentially. And it's one thing that, um, I wasn't really tested in a lot in, in, uh, high school. Like I never went out and made disciples or actually like, yeah, look to really grow my faith until later in high school. Right. And then when I got here to college, like I was actually tested in terms of like, all right, like what is the gospel? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yes, I'd heard all the stories. I know that Jesus died for my sins, you know, when I was in high school and before, but like actually to be able to like know the gospel in its entirety and like be able to share it with other people. And like, it was just a whole new perspective about Jesus that I'd never seen before. And I really learned more about him and his desire for us. Um, So yeah, I think being here this past couple of years, God has grown me more than anything and realized that, um, you know, maybe why I came to Texas isn't just solely for my job. Like I thought it would, not that like I thought it was, I wasn't just coming to college, barely hanging on to my faith, not losing it, but I actually can come to college and actually grow my faith and grow closer. So to good, man. Um, you know, you're, you're in sports management, you know, and I like, I don't think, uh, Mark, what are you going to school for? Civil engineering. Say it one more time. Sorry. Civil engineering. Civil engineering. Um, man, I, I just think like for the both of you, like may, you may not be in ministry, you know, actually studying ministry to be a pastor, you know, like I am like, like, like Luke wants to be not Luke. Gosh, Isaac, (laughs) (laughs) I have too many friends. Um, but Luke's my, he's a pastor, um, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, In Charleston. Um, but I just think that you have such a, like, I just think there's an, an anointing on your life and such a call to, go and make disciples to the people that you may be representing after you, you know, get your degree, whatever job you have, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you're going to be an AD somewhere. I don't know if what you're going to be an agent. I yeah. don't know what you're going to do. But I just think that God has such a um, big plan for you and for all of us, but to use 
your giftings to, you know, build his kingdom where you're at. And I, I believe it so much and uh, it's all over you, you know, keep pursuing it, man. I, it's amazing. No, thank you. All glory to Jesus. Yeah. When this guy, um, they would like, we'd have to say messages at camp in front of tons of kids. Um, and one time we were in the back, me and some other counselors and Brian went out to preach to them. Um, we were all sitting back there just like jaw dropped like this, the anointing on this dude's life is wild, but it was like, Oh, we were even touched by it. And like, Oh man, it was so good. This guy's awesome. Both of these guys are like such like men of God. It's just beautiful. Like, especially like, a big part of my personal testimony is like community. Um, as to like, Oh man, like I hang out with these guys and feel so built up and encouraged and like, um, like if I have that or hanging out with, you know, people, um, with not of faith and like, just like in the Bible, um, I forget his name, but when they took him through the ceiling to have him healed and Jesus is like, cause of your friend's faith, you're healed. It's like your circle matters. Like, yeah, for, for sure. sure. Uh, oh, the, I just love these guys. I could go on all day, but yeah. I think we're all kind of craving some Chipotle. So I think we are. Um, um I am. I, yeah, for sure. I am. Um, but I, I just think that this generation is, you know, not looking for the pastor in the suit, the yeah. the guy who's just a uh, hail fire brimstone type of person. You know, maybe I I can get to like that, um, but like the people who are actually going to be in the business realm are actually going to be in the jobs making disciples, and I think you right. two have such a call and gifting for that. Um, it's just so amazing. That, I mean, that's my biggest prayer is that people like our generation, if you follow me on Instagram, like every day I'm kind of just been posting a bunch of um, prayers for Gen Z. And I just think that my prayer today and God's can reveal to me, like we need people in the workforce who are going oh, to preach yeah. the gospel because you can only get so many people in the church in the right. youth group, at the conferences. Most of those people at, at Passion Conference probably are Christians, right? But those people are going to go into their work, going to go into their colleges, their campuses. And I pray they preach the gospel. Like, that's my biggest call right now. Like, not call, but my yeah. biggest prayer is that we would go into where we are working, where we are at in life, and preach the gospel there. And you guys got it. You guys are going to do it. Um, but hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, Brian and Mark, thanks so much for being here, coming down. Thanks for just uh, letting me spend some time with you. Isaac, as always, oh, yeah, thanks man. for – I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> um, man, God is so good. And uh, hey, this has been another amazing episode of Gen Z Faith in thank Action. Thanks for listening. Good luck, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um I think at the end or beginning of this episode, you'll see, you'll hear Mark preaching to a goose. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. The goose pool. The, wow. let, let every beak. <laughs> wow. Let every beak speak the goose pool. <laughs> come on. Come on. Um, thanks for listening oh, to Gen man. Z Faith in Action, season three, episode two. We'll be back soon. Sir. <laughs>